0: The following is a special presentation from Pastor Joanne Ramsey and speak the word ministries. We trust God's word will bless you as you listen to this message. Here's Pastor Joe. This morning I want to talk to you about the power of your prayer. So I'm going to be covering some things this morning that I believe that's going to help you in your prayer life. I'd like to start by saying that I believe, and this is my this is my, my belief. <laughs> That the best prayer, and of course, I I believe it's based on scripture too, because uh, all in the scriptures, you've never heard Jesus pray long prayers. All of his prayers were short. Uh, This is another thing that we get caught up. We get caught up in a lot of religious things, that somebody's got to keep on praying and praying and praying like God is hardly hearing, and he can't hear. But that's not true. I believe that the best prayer is a short prayer, and the most powerful prayer can also be a short prayer. When Jesus chose to leave the heavenly realms of glory to walk among us, his lifeline to God was through prayer. Yeah. Jesus prayed because he knew that he could do nothing with, without God, yeah. and neither can we. When we learn, we can learn a lot about prayer from his teachings because he's taught his disciples how and when to pray. I'd like to begin this morning with Matthew uh, chapter 6, verses 5-8. through eight. In the Message Bible, Uh, this morning I'm going to be teaching, some of my texts will be coming from the Message translation, some will be coming from the King James, uh, some from the New Living Translation, so it just depends on which way, I I research the scriptures as the Lord gives them to me, and and when he puts it into my spirit, that's the message, because he wants you to understand what he's saying, and some translations will get this across, uh, will uh, reveal this to you uh, more so than others. In uh, in verse in the New Living Translation, in verse five, it says, "When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them." He says, "For I tell you the truth, that it that is all the reward." He says they will ever get. In verse six, in the Message translation, it says, "Is what he said. Here's what I want you to do." I want you to find a quite secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus, he says, will then shift from you to God and then you will begin to sense his grace. In the New Living, in verse 7, it says, And when you pray, don't babble on and on as people of religions do. He said, Because they think that their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again and again. And I hear this again and again and again. You know, people just pray in these long prayers. I don't care how pretty the prayer is or how long, you know, how long it is and how pretty it is, if it's not an anointed prayer, an affected prayer, it's not gonna affect you. And I've heard some pretty prayers. I have prayed some pretty prayers. <laughs> I speak from I I speak from experience. When I teach, I teach from experience. And when you go through something, as we all know, and especially as pastors, you go through something. You know, hey, that doesn't work. (laughs) You know, there must be another way. You know, I'm not doing this right. But it sounded so good. (laughs) It really sounded good. (laughs) But he said, "Don't babble on and on." Saints, I'd like to read this verse coming to you from the Message Bible, the same one. I want you to listen carefully. Please listen carefully to what the Lord says. In verse 7 in the the Message Bible, it says, the world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. That's a mouthful. The world is full of prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. He said they are full of formulas and programs and advice peddling peddling techniques for getting what you want from God. How about that? True. You hear that on the radio and the TV every day. You've got a formula for this and a formula for that and a technique for that and a plan for this. You've got a one through, through ten. If you follow these steps one through five, I guarantee God's going to answer your prayer. You know, I, this is the formula right here. I got the oil right here. It came from Israel. Preaching. You know, so if, you, if you'll send in your $100 donation today and I'll send you this bottle of oil. As a matter of fact, we're going to send you two bottles. <laughs> and, you're going to, and you're going to get your prayers answered. However, our Father says, don't fall for that nonsense. This is your Father that you're dealing with and he knows better than you what you need. They don't know what you need. Only God knows what you need. He says, with a God like this loving you, you can pray very simply. Hallelujah. I'd like to also to add this verse, because without it, other verses will not help you. In verse 14 and 15, and in prayer, there, when you pray, always in prayer, there is a connection between what God does and what you do. Anytime you pray a prayer, there's always a connection between what you do and what God does, regardless of what you're praying for, whether you're praying for your health and your body or your family, your finances, there's always going to be a connection between you and God because there's things that, he need, that he's going to be doing, but he can't do certain things without you doing them. So there's always going to be that connection there. Are you hearing me? For instance, we cannot, we cannot get forgiveness from God, for instance, without also forgiving others. So if you refuse to do your part, then you cut yourself off from God's part. Are you hearing me? I realized this morning as I was telling David to, uh, I didn't preach him the whole sermon. I told him he'd have to wait and (laughs) get with everybody else. (laughs) But but, uh, as I was telling him this morning, I know that I have a lot of scriptures in my messages, and sometimes in my messages there are more than others. So I realized this morning that this is one of those times there's going to be a lot of scriptures read, and and you can have the attitude. I was thinking this morning as I was doing, you know, not this morning, but as I was putting this message together, I was putting this message together, I, and I'm thinking to myself, a lot of these scriptures, uh, I'm sure that all of you have heard time and time again, most of you anyway, have, have heard them at least once. And and I figured, and I thought about this, and I thought, well, you know, Lord, these are the scriptures you've given me. And you can have the attitude of all the scriptures you're going to hear this morning. You can have the attitude of, oh, well, I've heard all those verses before. Or you can listen and allow your faith to increase. It's your choice. Because according to Romans 10, uh, 10 faith comes from hearing. And there is no other way that you can get your faith if you want your faith increased then you have to hear the Word. You have to read the Word, meditate on the Word, and hear the Word. You cannot pray to get your faith increased. It does not work that way. I know lots of people have come to me and asked me to pray, and I'm sure to have Pastor Larry and them, other pastors in here. Would you please pray that I have more faith? I would love to, but it won't help you because it doesn't come that way. We have to do, as I was telling friend Carol there this morning, when somebody said something about the word, and they say, well, I don't believe that God would like that. And I said, well, that's what the word says, and if it's not true, he wouldn't put it in here. Right. You know, so it doesn't matter what somebody else believes. It only, you know, it's only what the word of God says. If he put it in here, he put it in here for a purpose. And he means that, and he meant everywhere. Every word <laughs> is anointed word of God that was uh, inspired by him, you know. We also need to know that in all his teachings about prayer, our Lord never once referred to unanswered prayer. He doesn't refer to it. On the contrary, in John eleven forty two says he always hears. And as Isaiah 65, 24 says, it will come to pass that before they call, he says, I will answer. And while they're speaking, he says, I will hear them. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus said God always answers prayers. If our prayers are in the name of Jesus and in accord with his nature, in other words, with his will, the answers will not be in accord with our nature, but with his nature, meaning by his, you know, according to his word. It says in John fifteen seven. if you're taking notes, he says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, he says, and it will be done for you. Saints, we sometimes forget this. And we say without thinking that God does not always answer our prayers, but He does. He does always answer every time when we pray according to His Word. In First John 5, 14, the New King James says, Now this is the confidence that we have in Him. He said, This is the confidence. You have to come before Him with confidence. And confidence equates to faith. You have to have faith. Confidence is faith. That's all confidence is, is faith. So you have to come before Him. We can change that from... Now this is the confidence, or this is the faith that we have in Him, in that name, in that word, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of Him. If you will, go with me to Matthew 7, verse 7, and we're going to see what the Lord uh, says about asking in verse 7, 7 through 11, New King James, Jesus says, Ask and it will be given to you. Ask and you will find. He says, Knock and it will be open to you for everyone who asks, receive. Now, how many is going to receive? Did it say everyone? It says right here, everyone. That, that, that's me. I'm everyone. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be open. So don't you think that the God who, who conceived you in love would do you even better? Hallelujah. As I was reading these scriptures, the Lord gave me this revelation. He had revealed to me uh, some time ago before, uh, he had given me some revelations about this verse, but he said that most of his children don't realize what they need. He has already provided for them, and it's not in heaven. He says, it's here on earth. And he uses other people to get it to you. Everything we need is right here on earth. Not in heaven. He's already provided it. It's here. He provided it before we was ever born. He knew what your needs were before you ever had them. Saints, did you hear that? The Lord said what you need is here on earth. We're talking about. We're talking today about faith and, and we're talking about the power of prayer and the power of asking according to God's word. It is plainly written that if you want something that you're going to have to ask for it and have faith that you're going to get it. But it's all in, it's also important to know where the things that you're asking for are coming from. Also, let me stop and say this. This is not in my notes, but the Lord just dropped it in my spirit, so I got to say it. <laughs> that... Um, when you pray, when you when, when you're in prayer uh, and you're seeking the Lord uh, about certain situations and things, there's things that you're praying and asking Him to take that He don't want. You know, if you got, for instance, if you got a drug addiction, or you're you're uh, addicted to cigarettes, which I was for many years, and, and I would say to the Lord, I just Lord, I just pray you just take this the cigarette habit. Take this secret away from me. And he, he, don't, want <laughs> he, he don't want it. He don't want it. He don't want the drug habit. He, he don't want the sickness. He, he don't want any of this stuff that we want him to take. We want him to take it. But, but he will provide for you to get rid of it. He will give you the scriptures and the directions and the instructions on how you can get rid of it. But he said he don't want it. Amen. Amen. So I don't know, like I said, where that came from and why, but he, he don't want it. Another profound way of saying this, if you don't ask, you don't receive. In other words, you don't get it. You have not, he says, because you ask not or you've asked in a God wants you to ask him for what you need and desire. He wants and expects you to be bold about asking according to 1 John 5:14, We just read that. I think that most people have concerns about asking God for too much, not realizing that you're actually honoring him when you are asking. You, you know, it's um, another thing that I, I think I'd written somewhere down in here, wherever, um, that we have to realize that when we are praying and petitioning the Lord for certain things in our lives, uh, sometimes it's hard for us to think on a larger scale because we've been so programmed to think on a small scale. In other words, we think that he will only meet our needs and not our wants, but he can do both, you know, but he can only do what you expect him to do and have faith for him to do, you know, so it honors him when you, because you, it shows big faith, you know, I don't mean to be ridiculous you know about your prayer life. I don't mean that at all, because like i said, if you if you were if you were praying, praying uh, for a million dollars, you know and you you don't have faith you know for ten dollars, you you could get the million and he can give it to you, but you have to have the faith for it. But normally you start out. you start out. It's like you know I've said this before. You go over to, I go over to the inlet to work out with my weights or on a treadmill. I start out with a certain amount of weights, you know. Start out with five pounds and then 10 pounds and then 13 and you gradually work your way up. And, and, and it, our faith grows. It grows. But you have to exercise your faith and the more you exercise your faith like anything else, the more it's going to grow. And so my prayer today is that it is going to increase as you hear the word. Brother Hagin used to say that people would come up to be prayed for, and they would say, Pastor, I have this wrong with me, and I have this pain here, and I got this pain over here, and I got this thing going over over here, but if you could just pray for this particular thing to be healed, he said, I could deal with the rest of it. And I know that Pastor Larry's probably heard that. I, Pastor, you know, my back is aching. I got this pain in my right leg, and I got one in my left leg, and, but the really worst pain's back here in my neck. But if we could just get the neck healed, I believe I could deal with the pain in the legs. just think you know we laugh but that's what we do we think God can't handle all that he'd have to get up off his throne you know It's, (laughs) it's kind of like saying I know God can do this but I'm not sure if he can heal everything else think about that you know the word tells us in uh, Psalm 7, 8, 41, in the King James that we limited the Holy One of Israel. We limited Him. And how did we do that, saints? They, we set boundaries on His power. We set boundaries on His goodness by saying that this He could do. That's how they did. They said, well, He can do this and He can do that, but I don't think He can do this. So they limited Him. You're actually showing more faith, as I said before, a greater faith in His ability to, to provide for you when you ask for the big stuff and what seems like an impossible you know impossibility but keep in mind that it, like i just said that it's not you that's going to bring it about it's not you that's got to answer the prayer but the god of the universe that owns it all he says he owns all the gold and all the silver he owns everything and he is the provider he is our resource there's nothing that you can ask him for that he cannot provide you with he already knows you're going to ask him anyway Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Everything I have today, I have, I have asked the Lord for, and at the time I was asking these things seemed impossible. I mean, some of the things that I was asking the Lord for 10, 15 years ago, totally impossible. Impossible. I mean, if I could tell somebody at that time some of the things I was writing down in my little blue book and the things I was believing the Lord for, they'd laugh at me. You know? But that's okay. Because we serve an awesome God. And I asked, you know, for instance, I asked the Lord for a home. The home that I'm now living in, I asked him for. I asked him for a place on the water so I could have a place to finish doing my work for him. I did have a little place on the water, but nothing compared to what I have now. But the enemy stole it. So this morning, there might be some listing online that the enemy has come in and stole things away from you. He could have stolen some of your health. He could have stolen your property. He could have stolen your job. He could have stolen a lot of things from you. But if you'll not let that get to you and keep trusting in the one that owns it all, he can replace it back a hundred times over. And the Bible clearly tells you that if you can identify the thief, and we know that when these things get stolen, God didn't do it. So the only other person that could have done it would have been Satan. And if he took it and you can identify him, then he's got to give it back to you seven times over. And I, I'm standing up there saying he gave give it back to me a hundred times over. So it's, it's just you ask and, and keep on asking. Keep on, you know, when I say keep on asking, I, when I asked for that, I didn't keep on asking for that. I wrote it down. Let me read something to you real quick. It's not in my message. And by the way, Pastor Larry, I don't got any notes today, so I just might be here all day. I had to say that I like to pick on Larry. <laughs> um, I, I wrote this in 2006. I put at the top of it, "God's my source," and as you see, I've got scriptures. You want to pray, because we're talking about prayer, right. I might not get to finish all of this, but it's not important. The important thing is that I, I speak on what God wants me to speak on, because if you, you came in here to get a word, and the Lord have, has uh, anointed me to teach a word in a way, and uh, a simple, and that you can apply that word to whatever that situation is. And, and so I'm only dem- doing this to demonstrate to you that it does work. I have books and books of it works. I could call them my workbooks. You know, but it works. And I had titled this July the 27th, 06, God is my source. And I and I said, Father, I thank you that you that you have made me a blessing so I can be. And if you hear anything in here it's not scripture, you can stick your hands up. (laughs) Father, I thank you, because this is in Isaiah. He said, I made you a blessing that you can be a blessing. How many of you would love to be a blessed, you know, to be a bless? you know, to be blessed to the extent that you can be a blessing? You don't want just to bless yourself, but you want to be a blessing, praise God. You have not been successful in, in receiving from him until you can actually have more than enough for your needs and the needs of others. When you can, when you can just give, give, give and still have plenty left over for yourself, then, and I'm not saying I've arrived by no means. I have not. But I'm just saying that when I was writing this, I was a widow living on a fixed income. Asking the Lord for things that seemed absolutely, totally impossible. And, I, and they laughed at me. Some of my sisters. But that's okay. That's okay. They know where, They know who to come to when they need something. Okay? So let them laugh at you. (laughs) When they need prayer, when they need finances, I have two people in here that work for me in my personal assistant, my mentor assistant. They know where they come. You know why? Because God has made me a blessing. That I may be a blessing. Not so I can brag or boast. But if I do boast on his goodness and and that his word works. His word always works. And I put, Father, I thank you that you have made me a blessing so that I can be a blessing and dispense good unto others. Father, I thank you that you have caused all grace abound unto me, that I, Joanne, shall have enough for every good deed, every, every charitable donation, and all the tithes and offerings. Father, thank you for being my source. Thank you for equipping me. With everything I need that your kingdom shall continue to be established upon this earth. You said, Lord, that the wealth of the sinners have been stored up for the righteous. I thank you, Lord, that because of who I am in you, because of who I am in him, not in me, but because of who I am in him, I am the righteous. How many in here are the righteous this morning? I see some hands. Who, who is righteous? Righteous righteous means right standing with God. That's what righteousness is. Thank you, Father, that you have released your angels. What does Hebrews 1:14 say? He said he has sent his angels as ministering spirits to minister to those that would be saints. You get when you pray and you write, you write it. When I say write it down, when I say Speak it. I could say write it down, speak it, and see it. But either way, you need to do those. I thank you, Lord, that you have released your angels on my behalf to gather from the east to the west to bring into my ministry and home the finances I need to be debt-free. Today, 2019, I'm debt-free. Today, in 2019... I am trying to be a blessing to all those around me, not only through word, and, but through word and deed. But you don't get there, saints, just by, just by not trusting the Lord. For he is your source. Your job is not your source. The government is not your source. Your neighbor is not your source. God is your source. And he knows if you know that. He knows your heart. He said, that's why he says to seek him. When you seek him with all your heart, he says, you'll find him. But he really is not lost because he's right here. You don't, you know, as I was telling Christine, I said, when you pray, you don't even have to look up. You're right here. You know, he's in us. He's in us. Praise the Lord. Also, now, debt free. Also, what I need to give into your kingdom to help those. Now, I'm going to pray. You don't ever want to pray selfish prayers. That you know, help me, Lord, no more. You know, <laughs> ever how that goes. But I said uh, into my ministry and home the finances I need to be debt free. Also, what I need to give into your kingdom to help those who cannot help themselves. Thank you, God, that money cometh now in Jesus' name. Praise God. I wanted to help those and those that know Joe Ramsey and speak the word ministry know that's what, and my husband David, that's what we do. We give and give and give because the Lord, he constantly is giving and giving and giving to us. And that's the reason, because he can trust us. And when he can trust you, then he will get it to you when he can trust you not to sit on it and to hoard it. But when you start giving his por- you know, portions back, he's going to bless you, but the blessings are not going to be as great as they are because he blesses us every day, the fact that you got up this morning and you can take a deep breath. Right. So he's blessing us every day. But there are so many of us that need blessings in other ways. We need our bodies to be healed as a matter of fact, there's a thing that I've been saying for the last month and I'm feeling better and better every day about certain situations is that I say, I yield. If, if, if you're sick in a certain parts of your body, just put your hand. As a matter of fact, you can just do that right now. Just If you have a pain or anything going on in your body right now, just put this there and just can't remember Um, oh, You get a CD or we'll write it down. Pastor Larry's got it. Um, I'll, I'll have CDs and DVDs of it. But just put it, put it right there and say, I yield to the healing power of Christ Jesus in me, and I welcome the presence of your, I welcome, Father, I welcome your presence into my physical body and declare that by his stripes I'm healed. Because according to the word in 1 Peter 2.24, by his stripes I am healed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Take it, take it, and receive it. Hallelujah. You know, I, like I said, I could go on and on and on with things, but my point is, God is um, your source. He's my source, and as I was saying earlier, when I ask, um, he asked for the home on the water, he blessed me with a home on the water. A lot of you have been to our home, and, uh, he all, and not only did he give me a nice place on the water, but he gave me a nice little guest house that I use for a studio, because, and it faces the water, and I watch the boats go by. Well, I can if it's not too sunny, uh, <laughs> and I kind of have to pull the shades down. But my point is, it's so peaceful there. And those that know me knows that I spend 75% of my time in that building that could be my i call my second home you know but that's where the lord lord and i we can meet anywhere but there are certain places where we have that we spend more time together are you hearing me i asked the lord for a radio program back in 2005 and at the time i asked i didn't even know how to record i've said this before and if he did give me a radio uh, if he did give me a program i didn't know how i would put it together because I didn't have the money, I didn't have any resources, and I didn't have the know-how. I didn't have nothing. I didn't have any know-how, I didn't have any money, didn't know how to record, but look at God, look at God, because I'm his daughter, and look what he can do. He can take you from down here and just pick you right up and let the people keep on laughing. I didn't realize at the time that it was him. At the time, you know, you realize things more and more as you build a relationship with the Lord. You realize more and more that you're walking with him. And as you're walking with him and you can hear from him more, that it's him that's giving you the ideas, these ideas and these witty things. It's him, it's not us. It was him that gave me these ideas, you know. And he says, you know, if that he will give you. Uh, the desires of your heart you know I didn't realize at the time that it was him that had put the desires into my heart and that it was he was my source I kept saying that but I didn't true I did not have that true revelation you know you keep saying things until it becomes a revelation you know what I'm saying It, it starts out here and you continue on until it hits down here and then when it gets in here you got a revelation I know who my source is it's not the government, it's not my husband, it's not his company, it, 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 it's, it's him. God. You know, if I was dependent on the government, or David's company, or any other source, the world can just take it just like that. Yeah. That's true. If you're investing your time and money and things of the world, it can go just like that. That's right. But if you're investing in the Lord, it can't fail. cannot fail. He said, store it up where there is no rust and canker and whatever, where it cannot be taken from you. No. So when we store it up to him, that's, that's where it goes. Hallelujah. Saints, I think most of the time, this is what I just say: most of the time we give ourselves the credit. We give ourselves too much credit. Right. We think we are so smart. And I think that sometimes too. I think, Joe, you're so clever. <laughs> you thought of that. Gee whiz. And, I, and sometimes I told David, I said, you know, I didn't know I was that smart. And he just looks at me. <laughs> and he'll, he's probably thinking, just let her talk. <laughs> but was, he gives us clever ideas. But I truthfully, I didn't realize at the time that he, he was the one that had put the desire in my heart. And that he was really my source. Saints, I think most of the time, like I said, that we give ourselves too much credit for these ideas that we have. When it's really God, it's really him trying to give us the desires of our heart. Because he tells us that if we will, uh, I'm trying to think, delight thyself. He says in Psalms 37, if you're writing this down, in Psalms 37 in the King James, verse 4 and 5, he said, Delight thyself also in the Lord. And he shall, shall, let's, let's say shall, translate that shall to a promise because that's what shall is. It's a promise that he promises to give thee, that's me and you, the desires of thine heart. Verse five, commit thy way unto God and to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall, there again, promise to bring it to pass. Now, let me back up a little bit and I can see I'm not gonna finish all this, but that's okay said, Delight thyself also in the Lord. At the time, I was writing these things down that God is my source. Back in 2006, I had a prison ministry. I was going into the jails every Sunday and Wednesday with my little bottle of water and a 50-man cell and wherever and washing off me a place to put my Bible so I could minister to those that needed to hear a word. Some of those that needed to be uplifted, that God sent me in there to them. God will send somebody after you. He, he, He will send somebody to deliver the word to you. So you don't have to worry about that. You just have to be conscious of receiving it when He sends them after you. Are you hearing me? But He would send me in there. I was not sitting in my home at the time I was a fairly new widow, but even before I became a widow, but after I became a widow, I was not sitting in my home feeling sorry for myself. I was not. As a matter of fact, two weeks after he was buried, I went back to work and and working twice as hard. And and just giving it, I was delighting myself in the Lord. Are you hearing me? It is not sitting, murmuring, and complaining. It's delighting yourself in the Lord. And you delight yourself in the Lord when you're doing His work. And when you are praising Him. It's not about when you are murmuring and complaining because when you murmur and you complain, he cannot help you. As I, I was telling someone the other day, I said, he's tying your hand. It's like he's taking your hands like this and he's tied. When you murmur and complain in situations, it's like he's tied a, a, a thing, a, a rope around your hand, his hands and he can't move. But you're murmuring and complaining and you're crying and you're screaming and you're begging and God, don't you understand that I'm in this situation? Don't you know that I need your help? I have been calling on you and I've been begging and I've been praying and and, and God is, is up here like this. I really would love to help her, but she won't let me. I, I would like to help him, but he won't let me. He's tied my hands. Because murmuring and complaining is not faith. And he only moves by faith. And he only goes according to his word. That's why he tells you in Isaiah, I think it's Isaiah 40, 40. 526 somewhere along I think it's Isaiah forty-five twenty-six. he said put me in remembrance of my word so I can plead your case with you he wants to help you and he wants to understand what you're going through so that he can deliver you from whatever that is but you got to give your total trust to him you just got to open up your arms and say Lord I need your help and I don't even know how to pray today Lord Because this thing has just got me in such a tizzy that I I don't even know what to say anymore. I I prayed and I don't know how to pray anymore. But you know, Lord, I do know that your word told me that when I don't know how to pray, to ask you. You said if I'd ask you that the Holy Spirit would intervene. And and he searches all things and knows all things and he helped me. So Holy Spirit, I'm asking you to help me to pray today. And then open your mouth and just begin to say anything. Say something. Say, Lord God, I just thank you that you hear my prayers and that you hear them always. And then, and next thing you know, without even recognizing what's going on, words will start coming to you. The Holy Spirit will start dropping words into your spirit. And as He drops them into your spirit, then just start speaking them. That's right. And just start speaking them. And you can say, Lord God, I just thank you. Lord, thank you that you said that by your stripes I'm healed. God, thank you that you said you sent your word and it delivered me from all sickness and destruction. Thank you, Lord, that himself bore my pain for me so I wouldn't have to. Thank you, Lord, that by your stripes I'm healed. You You know, this is what I'm saying. He'll start giving you scriptures. He'll start giving you the word. But there again, he cannot give you something if you don't have it. Delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of thine heart. My father not only gave me the radio ministry, but he brought people across my path to help me. And the Holy Spirit is continuing to teach me daily. When the Lord began to grow the ministry, I prayed and asked him to send us someone to help us. I, we couldn't do it by ourselves anymore. So he, he sent Star Media, Media out of Colorado Springs. He put this meeting together. He orchestrated every step. He orchestrated every step, bringing it together like a puzzle. The meeting with Westar was a divine connection. He will bring divine connections across your path. Saints, we be expecting God to bless you. I want you today, if you learn nothing else, to be expecting God to bless you and bless you in unexpected ways. I asked the Lord for wisdom to minister to the people that he brings across my path, for I knew I didn't have the wisdom or the knowledge to minister to them without his help. You know, he called me into the ministry, and he sent me to the jails and to the prisons. And I said, Lord, I, I, I need your help. I don't know what to do. And, and his first advice to me was, Joe, stop watching the, tele- you know, stop watching the news. Joe, stop reading the newspapers. He said, because it's going to interfere with your ministry. Don't ask the Lord for something. Don't pray and ask God for something if you're not willing to be obedient yes, exactly. and follow his instructions. Yes, yes. So to this day, I don't watch the news and I don't read the newspapers because it's nothing but negativity. It's all anti what he says. And you can't, the, he, the Bible says you can only serve one God. That's right. Amen. If you're going to serve him, are you going to serve the world? And so he says, you can't do it. 2 Chronicles 1.7, a New Living Translation. God appeared to Solomon and said, what do you want? Ask and I'll give it to you. That's a word for you this morning. The Lord is saying to you this morning, what do you want? What do you want? And I'll give it to you. But let me give you this, add this attachment to it. When you ask the Lord for what you want don't go in and tell him all your problems and why and all this stuff that's going on just go in he already knows that so that can be considered murmuring and complaining (laughs) that can be considered giving Satan credit instead of giving God the glory anytime you pray you want to give God the glory and give him know enough to know that God knows everything. We, we cannot keep secrets from the Lord. He knows our hearts. He knows what we want. He knows what our needs are. Ask him. And that's what Solomon did. He said, well, and God said, well, what do you want? Ask and I'll give it to you. And Solomon said, oh, Lord God, you have made me king over all these people. Give me the wisdom to lead them properly. For who could possibly govern this great people of yours? So since Solomon did not ask for wealth or long life, God said, I will certainly give you wisdom and knowledge you requested, but I'll also give you wealth, riches, and fame such as no other king has ever had or ever will have. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 6:31 says... He knows what you need before you ask, so don't worry about what you're going to drink and wear. And we are going down past that because we already, already know that. He said, these things dominate the unbelievers, but your Heavenly Father already knows what you need. I ask the Lord for health and energy so that I can continue with this ministry. Saints, my point is, I ask, and you need to start asking too, but you need to ask in faith, believing that He will answer you. Trust that God keeps His word. Begin to see your prayers answered. Begin to see them answered. Almost everything that is happening to me and in speak the word ministry, I said it, I wrote it down, and I saw it. Today I'm still doing it. I'm still writing it down, and I'm still saying it, and I'm still seeing it. Praise God. Hallelujah. It says in Second Corinthians four thirteen in the King James. For those who're taking notes, we having the same spirit of faith according. As it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. I spoken, I I capitalized. It is important that you speak. We also believe and therefore speak. In other words, speak what you believe because you're going to get what you say. And like I said, I'm still saying it, writing it down. I believe, in other words, so I speak things. When I say I'm still speaking it, I speak things such as I believe I'll be healthy. I believe I will be blessed. You know why I believe I'm going to be blessed? Because the Word tells me in Deuteronomy 28:6, He said that He's going to bless me coming in, going out, in city and sitting in the field. That all His blessings are going to come upon me and overtake me. He said, and when my enemies come in against me one way, He's going to cause them to be scattered from me in seven different ways. So how do I know that? Because the Word says so, right. and because God keeps His promise. Say, God keeps His promise. Voice always keeps his promise. And when I pray, come on, when I pray, God hears me. He always hears me because he says he does. And if he says he does, then I'm confident that he's hearing me. Amen. Hallelujah. You see it? You got it. And and so don't ever look at what you're going through. Look at what is unseen, which is the word of God, okay? Because in 1 Corinthians 4, 18, it says, that's where we says that he calls those things to be not as though they are. And that's why you need to be speaking them. He, you, he can, you call those things. Everything that we're experiencing today was created through the word of God. God created it through his words. Your mouth is a creator. And the Lord spoke to me, and I'm going to close here. He said, Joe, I don't think people realize that their mouth is a creator. And with that mouth that I blessed them with, they're creating every day. They're creating through the words that they speak. They don't understand that they're creating sickness in their bodies and they're, they're creating poverty and they're creating confusion and they're creating all this stuff. They don't understand. To them, they're just words. And and, and what, what, what can words do? You know, it's kind of like that old saying, sticks and bones can break my bones, but words will never hurt me. But that's the biggest lie that was ever told by Satan. Words can destroy you. But words can also deliver you. It's our choice. Because he says that you've, I've set before you this day life and death, curses and blessings. He says you choose what you want. But when you remember... You need to ask the Lord to anoint these lips. You need to anoint these lips and ask God every day to put a guard on your mouth and to guard those words because you are creating. You're creating chaos. You're creating sickness, but you can create health. You can create prosperity. You can create. It's up to you what you're creating. It's not up to God what you create. He has given you the creator, and that's your mouth. And so you've got to create with it. I'm going to bring this to the end. To a close, to get to the point of believing we have to become single-eyed. We've got to be single-minded. We've got to get focused and we've got to get rid of distractions. Are you hearing me? To be single-eyed means to realize that God is all there is and, and takes up all the space. Hallelujah. As I said before, he don't want to hear all the details. But talk to God. Talk to God about who he is about the power of of his name and the power of the blood of the Son of Jesus. Do like Jehoshaphat did in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 5, and reading this from the Message Bible, it says, When he prayed, he said, O God, God of our ancestors, are you not God in heaven above and ruler of all kingdom below? You hold all power and might in your fist. No one stands a chance against you. What did God do? He sent word to Jehoshaphat saying, don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours. It never was. He never was it never was meant to be yours, but it's God's. Talk to the Lord's saints about the great things that he can perform and has already performed for you. Hallelujah. As I said, begin to say it, write it down, and see it manifested. Hallelujah. And that's what you're going to have to do. You're just going to have to have faith in God's word. I want you to just, right now, I just want you to close your eyes and I just want you to focus and recognize that He is the great I am. There's no other, there's no one that compares to Him. He is the great I am. Father, I thank you today. That is your servant and as a mouthpiece for you. I have delivered the message that you have asked me to deliver. And Father, I thank you for all of those that are listening online today that have received this word. I thank you, God, for all of those who are in the church here this morning that have received this word, Lord. I thank you, Father, that I have taught it, I believe, in a simple way. You told me to teach your a word with simplicity so that there would not be any chance that it would, not, it would go un not be understood. So, Father, I thank you today that we know and recognize that you are the great I Am, that you are our source and that there, there is no other source. Father, today we decree and declare and affirm that we do not put our trust in the government. We do not put our trust in our jobs or our friends or our family. But Lord God, we recognize you as our source and we put our trust in you. We put our trust in you to bring healing to our bodies if healing is what we need. We trust you, Lord God, to bring finances and cause them to come from the east to the west and north and the south to send your angels to bring it in if this is what we need, Lord. Father, I just thank you that whatever we need, I thank you that you are there. As long as we are delighting ourselves in you, Lord, that you're delighting yourself in us. And so, Lord, today I pray that you'll continue to bless everyone that's listening today by giving them new thoughts and new ideas. I pray, Lord, that their thoughts will become your thoughts and that their words will become your words, Lord, and that they will see as you see and hear as you hear and know what a great creation that you have created when you created each and every one of us by creating us into your image and into your likeness and then filling us with the power to lay hold of the things that you have said in your word that belongs to us. So, Father, we give you all the praise and we give you all the glory. For us. in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.